Today we are looking at lesson number five, which is unshakable character. Now here's the thing about character. If you're anything like me, I'm an army brat. So um, character and integrity, I am very, very blessed to say, is something that I got to watch embodied in my father. I watched it in my mother. I watched it in the people that were in and around our home. I had the opportunity to see character the same out in front as they are in private spaces because character is who you are when nobody is looking, right? And I think sometimes when we hear character, um, we think that we have to do things right all of the time or we have to be perfect. But I wanna release you this morning. Everybody take a deep breath. <sighs> what we're gonna be focusing on today, that this message is not about try harder, do better. This is not what this message is about. This message is about come closer, be with me. That is where our character is going to stem from and derive from. We do live by a set of moral standards, but we don't do it out of duty. We do it by what's been being formed in us. And what's being formed in us happens as we are with Jesus. Now, before you begin to recount in your head how many times you have missed your set quiet time, because let's be real, sometimes quiet time does not exist in your life. Am I right? If anybody else lives in your home, whether they be another human or whether they be an animal, absolute quiet time is something that in our culture, it is difficult to find. But before you go, ah, have more quiet time, God is always with us. In fact, he said that he is Emmanuel, God with us. So as you are brushing your teeth, as you are tying up your hair at night, that might, just, just us? Okay, whatever you're doing with your hair at night. As you are picking out your clothes, as you are doing the laundry that never ever ends. As you are doing the every things of life, while it might not look like your traditional go into your war room prayer closet, he is with you. And as he is with you, your character can be formed to look like Jesus. So uh, the Bible is very good about telling us what godly character and ungodly character looks like. And we're gonna look at Galatians chapter five, verses 19 through 21. This is the message version, so that means it's gonna be a little saucy. So it's okay to be saucy every once in a while. It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all of the time. Repetitive, loveless, Cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I've warned you, you know. If you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. This is the Apostle Paul. He is talking to the Galatians and he is talking about the things that God does not want in our lives. And again, I want to free you for just a moment because as you go through this list, especially in this particular um, version of the Bible, there are things that I can identify in this list. There are things where I'm like, oh, that happened last week. Oh, that there are many things that are in this list. But can I encourage you today? You are not condemned. 
Because though the Apostle Paul is telling us these are things that do not depict the character of God, the Apostle Paul also in the book of Romans tells us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we're in Christ Jesus. Amen? And so as we're seeing this, he's using this as a comparison. We're going to keep going. He says, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that God, that, excuse me, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good, crucified. And this is our theme verse for all of sisterhood, since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the spirit. Let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heart, in our heads, or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. So that means we are going to work this kind of life out, even when we're not on display. Even when people cannot hear what we're saying or see what we're doing or watch what we're eating, we're going to work out the implications of the spirit-filled life. Portia, why are you bringing up even the food that we eat? Because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And if our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God, it does not mean that we need to be a size zero because that will never happen in this girl's life. <laughs> no. But it does mean that I want to be mindful so that I can be healthy, so that the things that I bring into my body are fuel so that I can do the things that God has called me to do. Because it's not about just me. It's about everybody that I come in contact with. It's about the people that God has placed in my family. It's about the people that I come in contact with when I'm taking my kids to school. It is always going to be about what you are doing because it impacts other people. So why does God's character even matter? It matters because it is the evidence of sincere faith. In Matthew chapter 7, we hear uh, a famous verse. I'm sure that you've heard it before. Uh, Judge not, lest you be judged, right? We don't want to be judgy. But this talks about how we are able to acknowledge whether or not a tree is good or a tree is bad. If a tree bears good fruit, that tree is a good tree. If a tree bears bad fruit, it's a bad tree. And Jesus is using this as a metaphor for our lives, for how we can know if our lives are in line with him. He goes on at the end of this passage um, near in verses 13 through 17. He's talking about people that stand before him on the judgment day. And they say, but Lord, we did all of these things in your name. We healed people. We cast out demons in your name. And Jesus looks at them and says, depart from me. I never knew you. And so here, I think, is the crux of this whole character thing. Character is not about what you do. Character is about who you are with. Who are you going to be with? And when Jesus is telling this story, I'll be honest, this is something that kind of sometimes makes me nervous because I know how to do right things. I know how to be nice to the person that is right in front of my face. I know how to give and to be generous. I know how to put bags together to help the homeless. I know how to do all of these good things. These are not bad. But if I don't know Jesus, 
then all of the good that I do means absolutely nothing. So ladies and sisters, my cry and my prayer for you today, do good, but be with him. Say good things, but be with him. Because I guarantee you that if you are with Jesus and know Jesus, you will say good things. You will do good things because you can't help be with Jesus and being with him change the things that you do. Every detail of your life will be changed because you have been with Jesus. Do you remember the woman at the well? Girlfriend, five husbands. And the man that she was living with at the time that she met Jesus was not her husband. Just her simple encounter with Jesus absolutely revolutionized her life. So sometimes what I tend to do, and being full, full disclosure, I think if I can just keep doing right things enough, I will become the thing that I am doing. If I can keep saying kind things, then I will be a kind person. If I can keep being generous, then I, that's, that's who I will be to a point. But when I really become kind and when I really become loving is when I spend time with my Lord and Savior and he reminds me, do you know how much I love you? Whether you are doing right things or whether you are doing wrong things, I love you. And when I receive that love, I can't help but love you. I can't help but have compassion and grace for you because I have received grace and compassion. Godly character is evidence in our sincere faith, and that sincere faith comes from being with Jesus. I mentioned judging, that we don't want to judge one another, but we can be fruit inspectors. It doesn't mean that I'm going to come up to you and be like, mm, I don't know, I don't know about, I don't know. But I can assess what's happening with the fruit of your life. Um, this passage that I read out of Galatians, did you recognize it? It was the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. We can look at the fruit in believers' lives and be fruit inspectors. If someone doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we cannot judge them. Their filter, their, their base point is not even the same. So why would we even try? May I release you today? You do not have to be concerned so much with what that person is doing that does not know Jesus. That was for free. Godly character matters because it produces hope within us. Romans 5, 4 and 5 says, and not only that, we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that the affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character and proven character produces hope. And this hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. How is our character proven? Character in the Greek means proving trial approved, something that is tried. I love a good time and I love when life is just floating around, the sun is shining, birds are singing, not too hot, not too cold, love that. But those are not the things that produce character in me. The things that produce character in me, unfortunately, are the times when I feel like the bottom is dropping out of my world. I am not wishing these things on you. If you are alive, the bottom is going to drop out. If it hasn't yet, it will. Because Jesus said, in this life you will have trouble. But he doesn't stop there. He goes on and says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. 
So when we go through these trying times, the loss of a child, the loss of a spouse, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a job, the loss of financial security, in those moments, they are trying, they are molding us. But if we will be with Jesus, our character is being proven. Because if I were to go to each single one of you and ask, tell me about a time when God has been faithful to you, I am sure that you can come up with many examples. There's a reason why God asked the children of Israel in the Old Testament to set up monuments or to set up altars or to set up memorials so that they would remember what God has done. Because I can tell you, sisters, today, if God did it before, he will do it again because he is a faithful, faithful God. If you're wearing jewelry today in this moment, maybe you have some diamonds, maybe gold, and maybe you have silver. You didn't get those precious stones and metals just because. Diamonds were once coal. And it was the pressure that turned them into a diamond. Gold, the purest gold, is tried by, say it with me, fire. If the things in the natural become their most precious form of themselves through pressure and affliction, if you will, doesn't it make sense that our own lives would become what God desires through pressure and the afflictions of life? Trials have the ability to make you or break you, but I declare in the name of Jesus that they will no longer break you to a point where you cannot continue, but that in the breaking, you will cry out to your heavenly father because the apostle Paul also tells us that in our weakness, he, God, is made strong. His power is made perfect in our weakness. Why does godly character matter? Because it draws unbelievers to Jesus. Maybe you've had this experience where someone has said, you know, I don't know what it is about you, but you're just, you're just so warm. You're so bright. There's, there's this good energy. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. A good energy that is around you. And in my heart, I'm just like, that's not energy. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. But they may not be ready for that. So... You just continue to keep showing up. You keep bringing your positive light because we are the salt and light of the world, right? A city on a hill cannot be hidden. You don't take a lamp and put it under, hide it under a bushel. No. Side note, if you're a part of River Valley Church, please go back and hear Pastor Rob's message, hot and salty. If you are not a part of River Valley Church, please go to rivervalley.org and listen to Pastor Rob's message, hot and salty. That message was fire. It was so good talking about our role in this world. We're salty to bring flavor. We're also salty as a preservative, right? Not so salty that people are choking out, right? Okay, let me just leave that one right there. We are developing a godly character because the world does see they do take notice. And when we drop the judgy because they don't have the same filter as us because they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then they do come closer. They do come because the flavor is good. They do come because it's light around you. They're able to be at peace when they're in your presence and they're at peace in your presence because of the presence of almighty God that lives in you. There's a reason why we have godly character. But how do we develop it? Number one, be true to yourself. Not my truth, be true to yourself, 
But 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. That person, be true to that person who's been made alive in Christ Jesus. Let's be true to who God has called us to be. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 16 to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, and to follow him. That is the person that we are to be true to. Now, our spirits, when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, are made perfect before God. I love that. It comes to life and it's perfect. But our spirit lives in us, right, in this body. I think there's, that's why Jesus like daily, daily crucify yourself. Daily put down what you desire and take on the life that I have for you. Because he knows that we live in this body, in this world. So we're going to trip up. But remember, number one, we're not condemned. Number two, when we trip up, Proverbs tells us that though a righteous person falls seven times, she rises again. First John tells us that when we sin, if we confess our sins, that God is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Second Corinthians 13, five through 11, it tells us to examine ourselves. And can I encourage you to not just examine yourself by yourself, but to invite the Holy Spirit of God Test me and know me and see if there be any anxious way in me. That was David's prayer in Psalms 51. The Lord does not send his Holy Spirit to condemn you. The Lord has given us his Holy Spirit so that we can be corrected. So that when we are in the trying, when we are in the suffering, when we are in the affliction, that we can hear the truth of God's voice, that number one, this is not going to lead to death. Number two, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Number three, sometimes he just needs us to be still. How do we produce this godly character? By practicing. Practice produces progress. There's a TV show that my husband and I used to watch. Um, and we don't watch it anymore because I think there are too many seasons and I think we were tired of crying. But anyway, um, one of the characters he really liked because the character was always trying. He didn't always get it right, but he, he kept getting back up and kept trying. And sometimes we have in our head that practice makes perfect because we heard that when we were children. But practice actually doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. If you practice something the wrong way over and over and over and over, it doesn't matter that you're practicing, you're practicing it wrong. One of my kids' teachers, man, I wanted to kiss him, but it was going to be really inappropriate. He was like, oh, yeah, we're not going to have homework. Hallelujah. Homework, I am a former educator. Homework, how we often do it, is not beneficial to students. That is free. Um, because if you go home and you don't know how to do it or you don't have help to do it, what benefit is it for you? Or if you already know how to do it and you're doing it over and over again, again, what benefit is it to you? So practice makes permanent, not practice makes perfect. So I'm going to encourage you, in that situation, you know the one, the one that as soon as you get in it, the anxiety starts to rise up in your heart. Holy Spirit of God, what do you want me to do right now? It might be that you need to turn around and walk away from the situation. It may be that you need to say nothing in the situation. I'm pointing to me, because that's often me. Portia, just show it, show it, show it your mouth. Because it will make things go so much better. Or maybe in that moment, the Lord gives you exactly what to say because a soft answer turns away wrath. Keep practicing that thing that you're like, oh, I just keep doing it wrong. God, how can I do this differently? I want to keep doing this. And I'm talking about the constant relationships that we're in, all right? If you're going to the club and overindulging, 
I'm not talking about the next time I go to the club, I'm not going to overindulge. I would just like to offer it, maybe we just shouldn't go to the club. There are other places we can dance. All by yourself, dance like nobody's watching. Is that Odd Squad, maybe? I don't know. We're gonna keep it going. Practice produces progress. And every little step that you take, every time that you are rewiring your mind to go, instead of worrying, I'm gonna say, God, I'm worried right now and I'm gonna give this to you because I can cast all of my cares on you because you care for me. So instead of giving into the fear, God, you've not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Portia, I don't know where those verses are in the Bible. Do you know that if you pick up your phone and say, what does the Bible say about, you fill in the blank, the Googles, man, the Googles are so good and will help you. Please don't allow, I don't know where this is in scripture, to keep you from going from your very life source. To keep you from going to the thing that God Almighty went through a lot of lengths to make sure that we would have this word today right? It makes a difference in how we're doing our practice. And so that goes into number three, how do we develop godly characters by regularly renewing our mind? And we renew our mind by being in God's word. We renew our mind by being in God's presence. We renew our mind by coming together in Christian community. We renew our mind by thinking about things that are good and lovely and of good report. So if the things that we are listening to, if the things that we are watching are not lovely or not good or not of a good report, maybe we need to stop watching and or listening to that. Maybe we need to ex exchange the ratio. Something that I often like to think about is where does my mind idle to? Is my mind idling to good things? Like when I'm not trying to actively think about something. I mean, let's be honest. As women, we're always thinking about something. But when I'm not actively thinking about something, where, where is my mind going? And depending on where my mind goes, that will indicate to me, man, I need to be more in my word. I need to be actively in the presence of my God. I need to reach out to a friend and say, hey, can we just walk and talk about the things that God has been doing in your heart? Maybe you need to be encouraged by hearing what someone else is walking through. So on your notes, you're going to see three different areas of how you can renew your mind on these specific things. Materialism, <laughs> the love of money will get you every time. Is money bad? Absolutely not. You can have money and money not have you. Pride, God resists the proud. Let's not be prideful. Fear, I've already mentioned fear. God's not given us a spirit of fear. Number four in developing godly character is to remain in him. John 15, 4 and 5, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. This word is active. It is not just, well, I'm just going to sit here on a, like a lump and just let Jesus do whatever it is that he wants to do in me. There is something to be said for posturing your spirit and your heart. Sometimes we posture our body. Sometimes it's by kneeling. Sometimes it's by sitting still. Sometimes it's just the three to five minutes that you have in the shower. Because let's be honest, you really don't need that long. If you're not washing your hair or shaving your legs, you can be done showering in three to five minutes. Wet, soap, hit all the spots, rinse, out. Shampoo is, no, okay, let me, sorry, let me. 
remain with Jesus. So let me tell you what that looks like. Um, you've gotten up. Let's say you didn't get up at the time that you wanted to. You still, hey, God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you that you were with me today. Help me to find you today. Help me to be aware of you today. As you're going about your regular things, God, I thank you that I have the opportunity to fix breakfast for whomever, drive so-and-so there, that I have a job that I'm going to, that I have a community of women to be with. Acknowledging the Lord as you are going through your day is a very practical way to remain with him. Because when we remain with him, we can't help but be formed and to be like him. The people that you hang with are the people that you were like. So why not hang with Jesus? He's with you anyway. It is a matter of are you aware that he is with you? So I'm going to close with this. Godly character is not about you. Do better. Godly character is about you being with him. The invitation is available to us every day, every moment of the day. Will you be with me? Because as we are with him, we will be like him. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your word I thank you for the invitation that you give us to be with you because when we are with you, we become like you.